Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. Someone is working for me. You know, Christianity is one of the religions in the world where humility is the most touted, uh, humility is the most endearing virtue that we like to have. The very fact that I will always want to be the servant, I will always want to be below, that I will always want to be the one who is serving somebody else. Now, it is godly for believers to see themselves as stewards or as servants who are responsible for God's ministry and for other people's affairs. So it is an act of humility to, to know that you are not in charge, but somebody else is in charge. And for you to know that you are under somebody and God has given you something to do and you are a servant not only to God, but a servant also unto others. Nevertheless, it is wrong when we never, when we never see ourselves as the Lord. We, we scarcely see ourselves as the Lord. We always see ourselves as the servant. Now, seeing yourself as a servant and seeing yourself as um, a steward is a good thing. But when you are so excessively possessed with that, that you never see yourself as a Lord, at a certain point, you become irresponsible. Because there is a time in your life when God is not expecting you to be a servant, God is expecting you to be in charge of something. I remember I used to know somebody who used to work for the ministry. And anytime I told the person, I said, you know what, we want to promote you. We, we, we want you to be in charge of things. This person would tell me, Daddy, as for me, I don't want to be in charge of anything. Um, we, we are here. Anything you want us to do, I mean, we, we, are, we are the errand people here. We are the servants. Um, anything you want to, us to do, we will be here to serve. Sometimes that mentality by itself borders on irresponsibility. Nobody keeps your child in the house and you expect the child to be a servant forever. Jesus told his disciples one day, henceforth, I don't call you servants, but I call you my friends. And the Bible said in the book of Galatians that the son, as long as he remains a child, remains a servant. But when he becomes an adult and becomes a huyos, then at that time, he, he will now begin to be in charge of things. Now, traditionally, in the parable of the talents, we normally consider ourselves as a servant but not the Lord. You see, when you read the parable of the talents in, in Matthew chapter 25, as soon as you see and uh, you look at that parable, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Your name is not written in this scripture. I don't know whether there's anybody here listening to me today who can see your name in this verse. In this verse, there's no Eastwood, there's no Michael, there's no George. There's no patience. There is no Aisha. These names are not in the verse. It only said, the kingdom of God is like a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. When many people read the scripture, Aaron, immediately they assume they are the servant. But there is nothing in this verse which says you are the servant. 
You could be the Lord. You could be the man going into a far country who is delivering your goods to others. So today, I'm not talking to servants. I'm talking to people who are going into a far country who have got goods and who are going to deliver the goods to other people. So today, I'm breaking the tradition. We are going into a revolutionary interpretation of the scripture. That you want to look at the scripture in a revolutionary manner where you are not seeing yourself as a servant, but you are looking at yourself as the Lord. You are looking at yourself as the man with the goods and you are looking at yourself as the man who is going into the far country. Come on, somebody say, I'm the Lord. Come on, say, it, I am the Lord. Now, and I know that when I say that, um, I am the Lord immediately Somebody, hey, if I say I'm the Lord I'm making myself God This scripture didn't say God He said a man traveling into a country Far country He said a man Delivered unto his servants his goods That's it So he's talking about a human being Now I know that those of you that Postpone everything To the To the, to the, to the resurrection of Jesus Christ And Christians going into heaven when you read Matthew chapter 25, the only thing you see there is resurrection and going into heaven. But Jesus Christ is talking about business. He's talking about ministry. He's talking about family. The only thing is that it has a certain coloration or a certain connection with resurrection and going into heaven. But that is not resurrection and going into heaven. It's not the only language you learn or wisdom you learn from this scripture. You learn from this scripture the issues of stewardship ownership being a master producing results being fruitful being productive having things restored unto you so in this message i want you to be revolutionary enough to see yourself as the lord but not the servant you are not serving somebody somebody else is serving you and i want you to lift up your hand and shout i am the lord now lift up your other hand the other hand and shout i am not the servant you are not a servant. One day I had this um, pastor who was going to resign from the ministry of one of my friends. And then I called him and I said, I talked to him and finished. <laughs> when we finished, I told my friend, I said, you know what? I've just talked to your son. And I can tell you, he has a civil servant mentality. Many people that work in our churches have got civil servant mentality. Civil servant. That mind only thinks about pay. Increment of pay. Adjustment. Back pay. Pension. Retirement. Social security. And <laughs> the person can even be a senior pastor and is still thinking civil servant mentality. So the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one of them he gave five talents, and to another one two, and to another one one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway he took to his journey. So today I prayed a prayer and I said, Lord, I am a Lord. I am a Lord. I am a master. I am an owner. I am a manager. I take care of things. Then he said he gave them the goods according to their several ability. That means, Pastor Mike, if you are the Lord, if people around you have got ability, you are in good business. If they have weak ability, you are not in good business. So he said he gave it to them according to their several ability. 
And the people that will come around you as a Lord are likely to have their own kinds of abilities, several abilities. And the Bible said, and he took to his journey. So you are asking a question. What are the kind of people around you? What are the abilities they have? What are the skills they have? They will determine the level of the restoration you will receive. And that is because this man, he gave some people five, he gave others two, and he gave to somebody's one. Sometimes you don't realize it, but when you are in a system, God only gives to you according to your ability. And you too, if you are a Lord and you are going to give to people something to do, you must give it to them according to their ability. So he gave it to them according to their ability and straightway he took to his journey. Number 16, then he that had received five talents went and traded with the same and made five others. And the one, likewise, he that received two, and he gained other two. So, the one they gave the five talents, went and got five talents more. And the one they gave two, went and made two talents more. Then the one that had one, but he that received the one talent, went and digged the earth and hid his lost money. For example, I'll give you a typical example. You know, we are doing the Yatom support ministry. And every month we vote money and we buy food and we give it to the poor. No gossip. Nobody talks about it. But you let me raise money and say we are going to look for the people who are doing financially well and give them the money. And I call people who are doing well and they do business and I know they can do business. And I give this person 5,000, this one 10,000, this one 6,000. The rumor that will break out in the church, you see, the way, um, what is the name? Pastor David Ayine. But in our church, what we do, every month we vote some money and we give it to the poor and we call it the Yatom Support Ministry. The whole church claps for us. And in fact, those of you who watch online, when you see the way we invest in people's school fees, paying their rent, giving to the poor, oh, you clap for us and you really admire it. And you're like, no, that man is a man of God. I mean, he really thinks about the poor. Can you imagine the flip side of the coin? If I select some people in this church, and I say, okay, here is XT. XT, you built a hotel from the ground, out of nothing. XT, take this 10,000, buy detergents, and use it to clean your hotel. Then I call Akayet, and I say, Akayeti, you did well. In Bogatanga, of all places, you did this kind of hotel, Akayeti. We are supporting you with this number of brushes. Use them to clean your hotel. Then I called Dr. Epsona. You are doing medical services in a place like Bogatanga. Dr. Epsona, here are some chairs. Use them, use them for your OPD or your consulting room. And then David Ayinek, who is coordinator for our Yatom um, support ministry, he comes to announce, and we gave this to XT, and we gave this to Akayeti, and we gave this to Dr. Epsona. There will be chaos. The church can easily be empty. And that's because of the traditions of people. Why would they take money and give it to rich people? They should have given it to the poor. The trouble is most of the poor people, the money you give to them ends up in the WC. Or if they go free range, it ends up in the bush. But the money you give to the one who out of nowhere has tried his best or her best and created a business 
when you give them something they invest it in the business they produce more profit they employ more people they pay more tax they pay social security so at the end of the day sometimes in life we must give rather to the one that has instead of the one who hasn't got so the bible said at the end of the day this man who received one talent went and buried his talent and the master when he came said you are a wicked and a lazy servant he said you know what cast this man into darkness and ask for the one talent he buried bring it to me he collected it and gave it to the one that had already and said to him that has shall be added and he shall have more listen to me i believe that the time has come in the world when the world must begin to think about the people who are productive the people that generate the profit the people that generate the employment the people that take care of the poor the people that build their houses for others to to rent and stay in the people that own the transportation networks we must come to the place where we support them and encourage them so that they will do more you know what ladies and gentlemen our system rather and our way of thinking we punish people like that sometimes when they are in a family they are the ones the witches are looking for the witches don't kill the one who are the dependents no the ones who are dependents and they drink alcohol and fall into the gutter how they can live long in our families oh boy the witches don't like those people they they, they allow them to live long those are the people who fall sick they go to the hospital and they are there for three months and you are hoping they won't come back but by the time you realize ah they are back you are praying that when will god deliver us from this human being who is a constant liability in a family and the person has decided to stay long 90 years they are still here 100 years they are still here but the one who is the breadwinner boy witches will be flying over the person's house in the night they'll be chasing the person daytime sometimes at the very prime age of 45 the person is gone now but jesus is saying that when this lord was going he gave them not according to the size of their stomach but he gave to them according to their talent we give to people according to the size of their stomach according to how hungry they are we actually give to people according to their need so he gave this one five gave this one two gave that one one and the one who had the one oh boy when the master came and asked i gave you one talent where is the talent verse 18 went and dig the earth and hid his lost talent at times in life the people that do least with what they have as the people who are very little they hide it they bury it they don't do anything with it after a long time the lord of those servants cometh, and he reckoned with them and so he that had received the five talents came and brought other five talents saying lord you delivered unto me five talents and behold i have gained beside them five more talents verse 21 and his lord said unto him well done thou good and faithful servant thou hast been faithful over a few things i will make thee ruler over many things enter thou into the joy of the lord thy lord verse 22 verse 22 says and also he that received two talents came and said lord thou delivered unto me two talents behold i have gained another two besides them verse number 23 
And his Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then my friend came. Then he that received one talent. I think this man came from my hometown. I don't, I don't know about your hometown, but this man, Ofrimi Kromupe, Akwei Chai. Akwei Pian or say, I knew you, who you are, a hard man. As soon as he comes, he's bringing an accusation against his master. Instead of the guy thinking about his own irresponsibility, he's thinking about his master being a hard man. So he said, I knew you. You are a hard man. Reaping where you have no sown and gathering where you have no strawed. I was afraid. And all my life I have told Christians, that license or ticket, I, I, I was afraid. Excuse duty. I was afraid. I'm, I, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. The thing it will finally give you on the last day is condemnation. He said, I was afraid and I went and I hid your talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that which is thine. And listen to the master's response. And the Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I didn't sow and you gather where I did not straw. Thou oughtest therefore have to have put my money to the exchangers. And then at my coming, I will receive my own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him and give it to him that has ten talents. Collect that talent from him and give it to the one who has ten. For unto everyone that has shall be given and he shall have abundance. But from him that has not shall be taken away from him even that which he has. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. Then shall there be weeping and national teeth. How many of you hear this statement often? That the poor are becoming poorer and the rich are becoming richer. How many of you hear it? The poor are becoming poorer. The rich are becoming richer. Now, this is what is happening in this case. The rich are becoming richer. And the poor man has not only become poorer, but they've cast him into outer darkness. And Jesus Christ is saying, this is the principle. And he's not saying it is an unrighteous principle. There are times when you are poor and it is not because of your fault. But sometimes in life, you must examine yourself. The reason why you are poor, the reason why you are unemployed, the reason you don't have accommodation, the reason you don't have any clothing, the reason you don't have a job, the reason you dropped out of school, the reason you are, you are a failure, the reason your marriage broke up, the reason something bad happened in your life and you couldn't pick yourself up together to continue in life. Stop blaming other people and sometimes look at yourself. But this day, I want to be concentrating not on the one that had the one talent. I really don't want to concentrate on him today. And I don't want to concentrate on even the servants. Today, I just want to look at the Lord because I'm not even looking at you as the one who had the five talents. I'm not looking at you as the one who had the two talents. I'm not looking at you as the one that had the one talent. Today, I'm looking at you as the Lord. I'm looking at you as the Lord. I'm looking at you as that person who went into a far country. That word Lord is the Greek word kurios. And kurios means supremacy. That this is a man of supremacy. That this is a man of authority. So he's a man of supremacy. He's a man of authority. This man was in charge of something. He's a man of supremacy. 
He's a man of authority and he's a controller. Everybody shout, I'm supreme. Come on, say it, I'm supreme. Say, I have supremacy. Say, I am a controller. Say, I am an owner. Say, I am a mister. And I want you to mention your surname and say mister. Then you add your surname. Okay? So it means a mister. It also means a master. And it means somebody who they call sir. So this man, an owner, a controller, a master, somebody who is supreme, an owner, that is who you are. Whenever you read this text next time, don't see yourself as the servant with the five talents. Don't see yourself as the servant with the two talents. As for the one talent man, run away from him as far as, as far as you can. If possible, you are, not, you are not permitted to add to the scripture and you are not permitted to subtract from it. But at least tear that part with his story. Just tear it and don't put it far away. Otherwise, they'll say you have removed from the scripture. Just tear his portion and put it somewhere by your, put it in a drawer and lock it up. So that anytime you are reading your Bible, you don't even see this man because you don't want to be near him. Today, I, wonder, I don't want you to see yourself as a servant. I want you to see yourself as the Lord. Do yourself this favor. You cannot deny yourself all these designations, designations all your life. You will be unfair to yourself. Can you imagine from primary school, anytime you read this scripture, you see yourself as a person with the five talents, then you see yourself as the person with the two talents, then you see yourself as the person with the one talent. You have never seen yourself as the Lord. Pastor Mike, I've been reading this scripture almost all my life. I never saw myself as the Lord. Yeah, as a matter of fact, to see myself as the Lord, I'm like, ah, ah, I'll be arrogating some, some, some importance to myself. I, I'm a steward. I'm a steward. Now, it's true. You are a steward. You are a, you are, you are a steward. You are a Lord. But sometimes, God does not see you as the steward. God sometimes looks at you and he sees a Lord. You cannot see yourself as a servant forever. Somebody lift up your hand and say, I am a Lord. Realize you didn't say, I am the Lord. You said, I am a Lord. And the word Lord means an owner. How many of you know you are an owner? Yeah, if you own shoes, you are an owner. If you own your room, in even a compound house, you are an owner. If you own an exercise book, you are an owner. If you own a phone, you are an owner. Every one of us controls something. Every one of us is a master of something. So, I want to take you through the scriptures and show you you have undermined yourself and underestimated yourself for too long. But you are a Lord. The Bible said in Deuteronomy chapter 28 and the verse number 13, the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only and thou shalt not be beneath. The Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only but not beneath. Now, this is another scripture I've been reading all my life. But see, I never connected it with Matthew 25. 
What God is saying is that in the parable, I didn't make you the servant. I made you the Lord. I made you above. The Lord or the man who traveled into the far country is the Lord. And I made you the Lord, but not the servant. I made you the head, but not the tail. I made you above only and not beneath. Now, the Lord, so you are the head, but not the tail. So if I go into my family, I am a head, not the tail. If I go into my business, I am the head, but not the tail. If I sit in the choir, I am the head, but not the tail. If I go among the ushers, I am the head, but not the tail. If I go among the pastors, I am the head, but not the tail. In any organization, any group, any department, any family you enter, there is nothing wrong with you believing God that you will be the head, but not the tail. You'll be the head, but not the tail. All they tell you is that you know what somebody can lead we will just support it's nonsense at your age your experience with what has been invested in you in fact pastor mike i hate it when you know somebody has been in the ministry 20 years 30 years 25 years 26 years and a certain responsibility shows up and the person is like oh no i can't do it you know if you can get others to do it i will just support them from the back no then you are a wasted investment wasted investment some of you are wasting the resources god has put into you the anointing god has put into you the grace god has put into you you know what you are abusing the grace of god you are supposed to be the lord not the servant with the five talents not the one with the two talents and not the one with the one talent you know, we look at the one talent man and we are like, no, Lord, I don't want to be like him. At least, Father, make me the one with the two talents. At least, Father, make me the one with the five talents. But God said, you know what? Today, my emphasis is not for you to be the man with the talent. I want you to be the man who owns the talent. The one who is the owner of the talent and who is giving the talents to people. I see you, God said, and I will make you. Now, look at this. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail and thou shalt be above only and thou shalt not be beneath the Lord told me this morning clearly I make you the head but not the tail but whether you will be above only and not beneath I don't do it you shall be above only that means I can make you the head, but you will decide to be a tail. Listen, God will make you the head, but it is your responsibility to be above instead of being a tail, instead of being beneath. I will explain to you. When God created me, he, made, he gave me a head and he made this thing a head. But when I go to sleep tonight, I can tell you my head will not be above my head will be at the same level as my legs god made this one the head but it is not above at this point it is at the same level with my leg because that is what i made it 
Some people are so athletic, they can even put their head on the ground, put their hands on the, on the, on the, on the ground, and then raise their legs. And you will see the head rather down, and the legs are above. Now, so you know what? God gave you a head, but the arrangement of your legs and your head depends on you. There are some of you, God blessed you. He gave you everything to be ahead. He gave you the wisdom, gave you the anointing, gave you the grace, gave you everything. But due to your own laziness, your own lack of creativity, your own unwillingness to move forward in life, you decided to make yourself a tail. He said, you know what? I will make you, he said, and I will make thee the head, but not the tail. And thou shalt be above only and not beneath so you know what you've been the tail for far too long you have been beneath for far too long today lift up your hand and say i am the head but not the tail and shout i shall be above but not beneath say from today i don't receive orders i give orders i don't receive instructions give instructions now every one of us under the sound of my voice there is a situation in life when you are under somebody and there are other situations in life when somebody else is under you so the roman centurion told jesus i am a man under authority that means there's nothing wrong with being under authority but somebody else should be under your authority so he said i am a man under authority and i say to this one go and he goes and to that one come and he comes to this one do this and he do it so i am under authority but there are other people under my authority today may somebody be under your authority in the mighty name of jesus i believe you've been blessed by this message for further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.